I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. Welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 15 years, 14 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was four, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and corporate training team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go! Hey friends, it's good to be here. Hope you all are having a great week. Uh, Before we jump into our podcast, I just want to let you know that we have some Go Groups starting this fall. So a Go Group is like a group of people that come together to take a class. And the class is called One Mission Mindset. So there's some accountability that happens. There's some mentorship that happens. And there's a ton of growth. So it's really great. And if you are interested in bringing a lift to your life, I highly recommend checking it out. Agreed. (laughs) All right, we have a guest with us today. His name is Tony McNair. Hello. And I got to say, Tony just won this lovely cup here. (laughs) And he earned it. And he earned it. He's Inglewood Golf Club champion. For well, 2021. For the whole year. Well, 2021. And he, he, this isn't the first time. Two-time champ? Three-time Two-time champ. Two-time champ. Two-time champ. Yeah, Here yes, we go. Yes, Seven yes. years in between. Like that. That's he persisted like the New England Patriots for all you Patriots lovers out there. I like that word. He persisted. I love that word. That's good. <laughs> and I'll tell you, uh, here, here's what I'm most excited about, Adrian. Tony embodies the mindset of love the process as well as anybody that I have that I've come across and nice. since we started this journey. And That's I'm excited awesome. to pick his brain. I'm excited for you to meet him. I'm excited for you to hear from him. And I'm excited to talk about life and golf mm-hmm. and, and mindset and... Persist. Persistence. <laughs> That's and, the word uh, of the day, persistence. <laughs> I love it. We got a word. Tony has nearly two decades uh, as a firefighter. Correct? Yes, yes, yes. I uh, I got into it right after 9-11, so I was one of those those folks that said, you know what, I want to do something, and that's yeah. it. That was mm-hmm. the calling. So Have you seen the 9-11 memorial? In so I went, uh, New York. the last time I was there was in 04, okay. and it was still a hole in the ground. Yeah. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to go back yet and see it, but I'm you, looking forward to it. I see videos, I have friends that go, Yeah. Um, and it seems like a very touching spot to go to. So. so I don't wear wristbands lightly. I do have three of them on. Oh. One of them is the FDNY. I bought this in the in the memorial down there. Nice. This one is from Haiti. Okay. On a, in a marketplace mm-hmm. in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And you're mighty Washington Huskies. I love it. <laughs> so you got three on. I got three on. And I got zero on. I got three on today. I'm kind of missing. Okay, so Tony, before we get too far into it, why don't you yes. give us a little introduction about who you are, what you love. So, obviously, this is my love. <laughs> Second to my family, though, uh, obviously. Uh, my wife would probably argue with that one, but um, obviously family is first. Uh, I'm originally from Southern California. I moved here with my mom uh, in the 80s. and. Um, I got a job actually working on a golf course uh, for a maintenance crew. I got a summer job in high school, and they told me I got free golf. And so I took up golf, and here we are, 30-something years later, <laughs> yeah. sitting with you. Where was and that? So that's, that's, 
as far as second to family, that's golf is definitely my passion now. Um, like we mentioned earlier, you know, being in the fire service is uh, it's, it's it's an honorable thing, right? It's a it's an honorable profession, but you know, everybody gets to their point where they need to kind of tap out and move on. So that's what I did, where which which allowed me to focus a little bit more on my game. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So my. <laughs> But I haven't, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, it's kind of been a journey, you know, change, uh, being being around my family a bit more, which is nice, right? Spending time with my kids and traveling, it's always nice. How many kids do you have? So I have four. Ages? Four. Uh, my oldest is um, 14, and then I have, uh, sorry, 15, and then I have two 13-year-olds and a 7-year-old. So That's awesome. Three girls and a boy. So, Just like us. You had to quiz me on ages. I, you know, when you have four kids, it's <laughs> like, wait, wait, well, I got to so figure out these what ages. Order they go? Yeah, what's your order for a girl, boy? Ours is three girls and then a boy at the end. So I have three girls and a boy. So the youngest at seven is a girl. And then I have a boy and a girl twin. They're 13. And then my oldest is a girl. That's so 15, awesome. So, <laughs> so cool. uh, if you start asking me uh, birth dates, then yeah, I'm not going to throw them out. <laughs> I can really do. No, that. no, no. So anyway, I'm I'm excited to be here and, yeah. and chat with you. And I I brought this up with with John during uh, an event one time and said we got to do this. So yeah, here we are. It's Let's great. go. Yeah, this That's is great. Awesome. This is great. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the end of the championship game. Game is that what it's called? Tournament? Championship. Oh, you want to jump right into this? This uh, I do. I want to jump into I the think, cup. I think. There's there's a little bit of story story leading up to this, nice. right? There's oh, always yeah. something that uh, that we kind of look at and say, how did we get here? Yeah. Because sometimes I wake up even and look at it and go, never even really thought that was going to happen. Right. But then yeah. you have to believe. Right. You have to believe in what you're doing. Um, and and when we talk about the process, is definitely I had a process set and, and I stuck to it, and this was the result. So I mean. Off. Really, but but, awesome. I, but I think everybody looks at the process different. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And creating seen... an agenda of everyday life is as part of a process, right? Sure. Actually, writing things down or taking notes of what you want to do, I think it's important. Um, but so, it all leads to this. Tell us a little bit about your process for getting up to here. <sighs> Setting expectations. You know realize what's achievable what's not hmm. you know not trying to push the boundary a little bit try to take it easy but um, dedicating yourself to just sticking to the plan you have to have a plan I, hmm. and I talked to John about this it's not it's not the destination it's more about the journey hmm. right? and that's where we learn as part of the journey so I think I learned more getting to where I wanted to be than actually when I actually got there yeah. So, which is cool when you think about it. Yeah. This is just the extra reward <coughs> at the end. You're just, this is great. Uh, it's so good. And I'm not going to fill it with M and M's. I, I kind of respect it a little bit more than that, but it's okay. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know. a few other people that would fill it with the uh, with M and M's, but that's not me. <laughs> Maybe some golf balls, but we'll talk about that later. Well, <laughs> I'd love to go back to so so Tony and I are, are members at Inglewood uh, Golf Club, and in Inglewood. Uh, one of the fames we've famed occurrences out at Inglewood is at the GT Classic. Mm-hmm. Arnold Palmer shot his age in competition, mm-hmm. shot 66 on his 66th birthday. And and Tony probably knows some of my story, but 
I was awarded the court when I was seven. My mom suffered my whole life from mental illness. My dad left when I was very young. Mm-hmm. And my aunt took me to, you started working at a golf course where you got introduced to the game of golf. Mm-hmm. My aunt took me to a big five and bought me a six iron when mm-hmm. I was 10. And I used to sit in that backyard and it was therapeutic to just hit the dandelions. Just a six iron. Just a six iron. Mm-hmm. I still have it. It's I kind of like wish a, I started with a six iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard club to hit. It is, yeah. and actually, I could still I can fall off a truck, and, and I, I like a six better than a seven because yeah. when I was a kid, I'd, I'd hit a six, and mm-hmm. that eagle I made, I hit that was a six iron across the water. Anyway, so but hitting a six iron, and when I was twelve, they took me to the GT Classic, mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the grass. Chichi Rodriguez was animated, mm-hmm. and Arnie the King was there, and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I'd never been to a golf tournament in my life. Ken Wanda was like the best course I'd ever played. You know, and Blue Boy West. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be cool to play golf out there mm-hmm. when I was 12? And fast forward, you know, I get the opportunity not only to play golf out there, but live out here mm-hmm. and be around guys like Tony, who, and, and my aunt and uncle who raised me, they weren't going to have kids. Mm-hmm. And my uncle was a firefighter, city of oh, Linwood, nice. almost 30 years. Nice. He, had, he, he got that, that one left deal. Apparently, it was a pretty good retirement gig. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So whatever yeah, that I, is. Real fast, I tip, yeah. my, I tip my hat to, to, to gentlemen and get through 30 years. Uh, yeah. And, uh, 29. He didn't get to 30. Just like, you know. Even that, you know, yeah. I, I think if you make it to 20 years, it's honorable. Yeah. It's definitely, and that's great, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, was a, he was an EMT, uh, and mm-hmm. they were going to have kids, but then they saw what was happening with me, and they brought me in, mm-hmm. and, and they raised me in Bothell, and he was a firefighter city of Linwood. Mm-hmm. And he instilled in me just this admiration, and still to this day, just yesterday I was in L.A., mm-hmm. and uh, Hermosa, L.A., is fire, in L.A. County, it's, it's Fire Department 100. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like keeping it 100. Like, <laughs> I saw it and I just kind of got I got chills. Yeah. And then and then like I was saying, I think before we got on here, or no, we said it on here that having the occasion to see what happened at 9/11, and when everybody is moving from the building, the firemen are moving towards the building. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, and I, I just would love to hear your mindset that you got in the process of being a firefighter, but the one thing that really struck me was, and I think is so needed in America today, is, is leadership, mm-hmm. but was uh, the battalion chief had like a film crew with him the day they hit the first tower. Mm-hmm. And so you can see the whole thing live, his response, and, mm-hmm. and then what they did, and he went to the staging area, he got on the radio, he got a hat on or a helmet on, he got he put on his put on his what do you call those things you wear? Bunkers. Yeah, Bunkers, bunker, put on those. And he just went to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, always humbled by that mindset. It's definitely, yeah. You know, to to go to the pain to run towards the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much that must and does even my own, he couldn't sleep very good at night, mm-hmm. you know. Still to this day, mm-hmm. the price that is paid uh, in that process as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I look at it is, it's a light switch. It's a light switch. You switch it on, you switch it off, mm-hmm. um, and that's not everybody's the same, and not everybody approaches the profession the same. And uh, I just love to hear stories like that because 
kind of reflects on myself mm. a little bit on kind of how I handle it and how I uh, got through things. Um, was there a question with that? Well, that's perfect. The yeah, light yeah, switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. so like, what yeah. was your first, you know, when you, yeah. how did you, that's a great analogy. Like, yeah. when you say light switch, like, it's time to go. So, like, one of the hallmarks yeah. of what we do is, like, how do you, how do people get to a place where when we needed you the most, you gave us your very best? By the way, I was on the business end of this. Yeah, yeah, I want to be yeah, clear. Yeah. I saw this up close in person. <laughs> there was an assassination on the ninth green at Inglewood, and uh, it was by Baron Cofed. And it was of me and Brian Wolf. And it was about an eight-footer up the hill, oh. give or take. Remember this? You I remember there. this. I was and there. I mean, Wolf and, <laughs> Wolf and I hit, we get to the last hole in this match. And Wolf and I hit drives as far as we can hit them. And uh, we feel like if we can make a birdie, we can extend the match. We're one down. For those of you who know golf, we're one down. And, uh, and, and his partner, Coach, we call him. Coach, 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 great, great guy. Mm -hmm. Coach is sitting there at about, I don't know, eight feet, my recollection, maybe 10. At least 10. At least 10. I might have said 12. 12. Okay, so 10 to 12 feet, 10 to 12 feet. No, no, no stretch at Gimme. Mm -hmm. And that green, we live on that hole, that green is finicky. It's a, you can make Mm -hmm. birdie on that hole and be the only birdie in in a tournament on a day. And he he makes this putt to bury us, and it just goes right in the hole. Obviously, it hasn't bothered you at all. It has. Wait a minute. Well, that was what we gotta, three, we two weeks ago. The light switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The light yeah. switch. I will have you know that. But that's why, yeah. We're, if you sit me down yep. with John, it's gonna get intertwined with golf stories. Always, yeah. something's gonna be thrown in there because it's gonna relate to what we're talking about. I love it. I will have you know, yeah, yeah. Brian and my name is yeah. on the trophy. From 2017, mm-hmm. when we did get to the end, <laughs> yes. that will not we will not realize that dream this year. So, and that dream was extinguished. But here's the quote, and I think when you talk about light switch, this is what I think about: is mm-hmm. it is this mindset of of brotherhood? One, the guy to your left and the guy to your right, like your your, mm-hmm. your, your team, the team that you're mm-hmm. on. You know, fires are fought with teams, mm-hmm. uh, and and aid calls are met with teams and, mm-hmm. and there's an EMT who's got a role and there's there's another mm-hmm. firefighter's got a role. Somebody's got to drive there safely, mm-hmm. etc. through traffic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And is this idea when we needed you the most, mm-hmm. you gave us your very best. Exactly. Yeah. And that was a match if you that will live on in my mind for a long time mm-hmm. because that's exactly how it went. It was blow for blow. Like when Brian uh, you know you birdie three. I mean, we feel like we're roaring back. See, here we go. Here we he go. He love straight. it. Here we go. He birdies <laughs> straight. See, wait a minute. Yeah. Go, it's going back to... I love <laughs> it. I love it. Wolf six iron? Wolf six iron on 18th? Okay. Classic <laughs> moment, right? Okay. You remember that? I love it. And I... And, uh, That's right. We started on 10. We started on 10. We started on 10. So we get to 18. That's right. I forgot. We get to 18. We are uh, three down going to 18. And uh, Wolf wants to take it across the water. Wants to hook it across the water. I'm like, no, man, just maybe just do this. Oh, he's over writing in the trees, too, wasn't he? I walk over to their golf cart and I said, I'm about 90% sure I just gave Wolf the worst advice ever. He hits the ball square into the tree. And because he's trying to, he always hits a draw. He's trying to cut it, right? He's trying to cut it through the tree. And, and he's so frustrated, he just smack oh, and, and, yeah. and, his, and, his, and his six iron breaks. <laughs> he doesn't have a six iron right now, it's on mm-hmm. order. 
and a six arm breaks. And I remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense. And so he grabs now a five iron, hits the same shot he wanted to hit to about 12 feet from the same exact spot. True story. And he hits it to about 12 feet True story. and he makes a par. And we've just, we've recount that even and in this idea of, you know, that light switch mm-hmm. of, of it, when a guy, I remember we had a kid in a huddle one time who we thought he was dead and he wakes up and he's like, I'm ready to go, coach. Sam McPherson out of Graham Capouse in the playoffs. Banner goes, get in there. And he calls a play for him and he takes it 94 yards. Mm-hmm. Like when a guy's ready to go, yes, let him go. And that's why it was. I wasn't, mm-hmm. now I'm 100% sure it was bad advice. <laughs> you know, kind of. So I actually applied that to even when I play too. It's a light switch. Yeah. Uh, if we just go out and play for money, yeah, it's a different light switch. Yeah. If I go out and play for something such as crystal, it's different. Yeah. It's a different light switch. Yeah. So that's just part of it. Uh, being able to control your emotions, I think, is a big part too. And being patient. And I think when I yeah. when I think back at the years I was in the fire service, I, a lot of that has actually kind of poured into to my game because I didn't play for a while I didn't I took four years off didn't really play a lot and then when I left the fire service and had some more time to play I dedicated that time as long as my family let me yeah uh, so and I got a good support system so the, yeah. the support system I think is the number one thing why we're sitting here and we're talking about this right that's the most important thing right now I wouldn't be here if it they're was, all but, rooting for you yeah obviously yeah uh, and so I wouldn't be here for you know, but so you gotta look at that and say that's a big part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, when we look at that, and when we look at that, that's part of that process and part of the, the plan. So you have to have people yeah. on board with that. Mm-hmm. And golf is such a mental game. Like if you could take, I really believe this. Mm-hmm. If you could take Tony's mind and put it in Sergio Garcia's body, <laughs> Sergio would have five majors. He would okay, have so, five majors, and here, but, but he talks about even. You pick Sergio. That's he's got a heck of a <laughs> golf yeah, swing. Like a, yeah, he's he's just very very talented. Yeah. And in 2015, Englewood had a chance. We were working. Maybe you worked at some too. We were working the U.S. Open was at Chambers Bay. I was there, and and I was there. I was on the tee with the yellow deals. You know, you hit it straight. You missed the fairway. Wait, but were you marshaling on 12? Yeah, through Englewood. So was I. Yeah. So we were down there. We were, yeah. I mean, and, and I was Vern, probably up on the hill. You were down well, on the tee. I was waving. They rotated us, remember? Vern, <laughs> no, Vern, I know. Vern always rotated yeah. us around. We didn't want everybody to just get the tee experience. But and by the way, moment, can I talk about a story real quick yeah, with that? Yeah, because yeah. when Tiger was playing the practice round, Vern's like, you got to rotate up. And I said, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tiger is coming to the tee. Yeah. I saw him down on the next hole on 11 yeah. or wherever they were coming up. I said, I'm staying right here, Vern. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A quick story, because yeah. Tiger walks up and he actually walked right up to me and he goes, he looked right at me. He goes, "What's everybody hitting here?" Yeah. And my, for some reason, my only response was everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I was like everything because I did see everything. I was seeing irons and woods and drivers, and he just laughed and, and walked aside. But that was that's my little story on the on the chambers. Yes. I had to throw that in there because that was just a great story. Oh, you know, that's actually, awesome. Tiger Woods talking to me. That and, is that, awesome. that was actually pretty cool. What's that's everybody fun. hitting? Well. <laughs> try try a few different things because that's twelve at, at Chambers. And that shows you a glimpse into Tiger Woods hiking around. Yeah, that's Watching. right. And so that shows you a glimpse into Tiger Woods too. <laughs> he wants to get all the information he can from anybody he can. 
Yeah, and he's going to walk up to yeah me and ask me. And because he knew I was standing there watching everybody play through, <laughs> and he was like, "This guy probably knows maybe what he's been seeing here." And he came right over to me. He yeah. didn't talk to anybody. He came walked right up and came straight to me. I was like, "Great, here we go." And and I go and so I have Sergio come up with his caddy. Okay, they didn't talk to us at all. And not only that, the, I listened to the chatter, mm-hmm. and it's oh, it's fairly negative. And I was thinking to myself, huh. And so you talk about the support team, the people around you that are rooting for you, cheering for you. Mm-hmm. We talk about our love the process, your squad, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. squad goals, we call it. Mm-hmm. And how vital that is mm-hmm. to the ability to do the things that you set your mind out to do. And, and Tiger, you know, he had, I mean, his heyday, I mean, he had people. Stevie, I think Stevie, his caddy, wanted the ball to go in as much as Tiger did. I mean, there's some moments you watch him make putts and the celebration and, or that the chipping at Augusta. And he's wearing, is that a Pebble Beach hat? That is right. Yes, it is. Have you played there? Three times. Gosh, it's on my list. I got to get down there. I bought this, uh, have you even been down there? Have you been I have. down there? I was down at the Open. Okay. I went to the Open. Okay, so you've been in the pro shops down there. I Yeah, massive, yeah. Massive pro shops. Uh, if anybody ever gets a chance, go go check out the, the Pebble Beach pro shops. But if you want uh, a hat that fits my big head, I had, that's where I go. So That's cool. Well, but when you find 19, a hat, you can see it kind of wears a little bit. It says 1919 on the front. That's the same year Inglewood was Yeah. Started. Yes, yeah. yep. That's cool. That's and? Yeah. Exactly. Adrian, at our 1919 anniversary, wore a 100-year-old dress from 1919. What? I don't know if we can show you that picture. Oh, I gotta see those it's photos. It's her, yeah. her great-grandma's dress. And and so, Pebble Beach, uh, golf, here's the deal. When I, I This might just be a golf podcast, but <laughs> I, I believe golf is such a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Like, it... Mm-hmm. It's you versus you, mm-hmm. so you talk about your process, but you've got a team of people that are with you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you pull the trigger on a shot, mm-hmm. nobody can save you. Nobody's mm-hmm. there to save you. You have to execute, mm-hmm. and it's on you to execute. Mm-hmm. And then number two... But I think that needs to happen in everyday life, right? That you're always competing against yourself mm-hmm. and competing right. against your best Agreed. self, doing your Agreed. best and making you the best that you can, Agreed. regardless of the yep. team and how well they're doing at the moment. You gotta still own it. Do your best. Be your best. Yep. And then and totally. And number two is it's a game that takes you out of the busyness and calamity for about four hours. You know, give definitely, it to yeah. It's an escape. You know, yeah. some people call it an escape. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. people say it's uh, a distressor. Uh, yeah. Some people say, well, how does that? <laughs> how does that work with game? It seemed like you'd be more stressed. Yeah. But no, I mean, it actually calms people. Yeah, like twenty five percent of pastors play it calls golf me. on Monday. I love it. Twenty five percent of pastors, I don't know, eighty percent of stats are made up on the spot. Yeah. But like <laughs> a high percentage of pastors play golf on Monday as a de stressor. I've played golf out yeah, here with yeah. dozens of them. Um, yeah, and yeah. then number three though, yeah. is the ball just is going to go wherever it's gonna go. Like it, you can hit a great shot yeah. and not get a great result. Mm-hmm. You can hit a hit a not so good shot. And get a lucky result. It's true. Like, the ball bounces in golf it is uncertain, and yet it's a part of the game. You can land in a divot and and have hit a perfect drive, but just happen to be that one spot where there's a divot. Um, I'm thinking about these examples you're yeah. talking about. So what she just mentioned was it could also apply to everyday life, too. Yeah. You're going to fall in a divot. Yeah. Right? Things gotta, are not going to go your way. Out, it's not going to always go your way. 
So you can just look at it that way. Yeah. Okay, I so want to what, what are some tips on like building that mindset? Like, where does that come from? How do you build the mindset to be able to persist? I think you need to be in that situation. I think you need to put yourself, you have to put yourself in situations where you become comfortable with it. Because the more you become comfortable with it, then it becomes a lot easier, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or um, I would say if you want to try to win something like this, I think that you would have to have some experience. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to rely on that experience. You know, either being uh, all the mistakes you made, maybe all the all the gains. And when we talked about uh, when you talked about the game itself, it's a lone feeling. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. You kind of feel alone out there. Yeah, because you brought that up, but kind of how that is, yeah. and so the whole mindset is being comfortable with that feeling of being alone. Mm. Right. That's well, you were talking about in life too. I mean, you feel alone, even though you have your family and your support system around. Sometimes you feel alone, mm-hmm. and you have to be comfortable with that. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because we all sit and think. Um, I felt very alone when I when I played for this. Hmm. Yeah, I did, and yeah. I was okay with that. Yeah, because I knew that was part of the, the plan and the process. Hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people are not comfortable with that. People are not comfortable with that. Yeah, hmm. and that's why a lot of people when I was started playing this, a lot of people wouldn't play it because they didn't want to be exposed. Right. right of who kind of how they played nobody nobody really cares what your score is nobody's going to remember the next day what you you know if you shot a hundred no one's going to remember that the next day right but i think there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with being alone because hmm. yeah. it is an alone feeling and that's what that's what's great about it it's kind of weird that way huh when you think about it it seems kind of depressing yeah. <laughs> i feel alone and sad no yeah. i don't no no it's not alone like that but it's just being being comfortable not having anybody around you. Not unless you, I think even if you have a caddy, I still kind of feel alone because you're the one, right? Like you mentioned. Yeah. You're the one that has to execute this. Mm. Yeah. 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 I had Greg's son, uh, or sorry, his nephew Patrick caddying for me Mm -hmm. the the final day of the club championship. And I was chasing in the net side, I was chasing four strokes and Mm -hmm. I thought I was chasing two and, uh, so we actually, I got off. I told it we had breakfast as a family mm-hmm. before, and I said I shot Adrian's birth year, eighty three, mm-hmm. and then I said if I could shoot an eighty, mm-hmm. if that and God bless him if that's not enough, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because Brian Wolf won the net club championship when he was like a thirteen or something, mm-hmm. just trending down, you yeah. know, on the way down. Yeah. And now the difference between net and gross is this is everybody with no handicaps. Net is this is win. this yeah. win is mm-hmm. is just no handicaps. It's mm-hmm. you versus a golf course, mm-hmm. and your number is your number. And so to your point on the number, um, and I shot eighty. Long story <laughs> short, and I was one over par in the last ten holes to shoot eighty mm-hmm. on that last day, mm-hmm. and that's as good as I could ever go for me. Probably. How'd right? you feel though? Like. Oh, I got off the course and I thought when I made that six footer on 18, I thought I was going to have to go play in a playoff against Dean because I was chasing him by two. Mm-hmm. And I went over to Alex. And so that's how I'm just gearing my mind up. And so I want to show you this. Adrian gave me this. And I found out I was chasing him by four mm-hmm. and I was deflated. Thinking, Do you want to put this on here now? Think, no, no, no. Okay. I just want to show this and I want to tell a story about that light switch. So. It's 2011. I'd never played Snoqualmie Valley. Uh, a friend of mine, Snoqualmie Ridge, a friend of mine uh, said they had a nature valley. He can put it back. 
There's another crystal, by the way. Can I hold it? I, I, I want to feel it. Okay. If you're just listening. And and uh, and so I've never played the course. And I get I'll sit over here the winner. Okay. The winner gets to go to Sawgrass for two days with a caddy, player experience, all expenses paid. Big prize on the other end. Second place, third place, fourth place, just like you said. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to remember you. Yeah, nobody's going to remember And so I come in, and I felt like I had a pretty good day. Six one-putts, those are nice. I felt like I had a pretty good day. And uh, in my flight, I was tied with a longtime member of the golf course. He thought he was good. He was dodging mm-hmm. a few more, and I come mm-hmm. in, I shoot with the exact same number. Mm-hmm. And so they say, sudden death playoff. Because you got to hear how he won, too. Sudden death yeah. playoff. One hole, start on the first hole, it's par five out of Snoqualmie Ridge, mm-hmm. for all the money. And I was nervous mm-hmm. initially. And then I, I ran into a guy. Did you say who, number one? Yeah, so, the par five. So it's par five, yeah. Yeah. So I run into, um, on my way to the tee box, one of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, hey, we just want to let you know, we're rooting for him <laughs> and not for you. And I, and I go, Exactly. And I, I went immediately from nervous mm-hmm. to determined. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fuel sometimes, mm-hmm. the places where you talk about being alone, like mm-hmm. we have our podcast called Love the Process. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think, though, the chip would be a great name. Mm-hmm. Like what is the chip, the thing that motivates you? Like is it, you know, the family you talk about and, and the work and, and the effort and the amount of blood, sweat, and tears you put mm-hmm. into something mm-hmm. often is a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, it was that idea of I'll go looking for that sometimes, and maybe I even exaggerate the story in my own head. Honestly, uh, over time, I've thought about that. Like, was the guy really that much of a jerk, or did I just make that up mm-hmm. and go Roger that and mm-hmm. flip the switch, like you said? Yeah. And I just pipe a drive, I pipe it up there. He hits it into the bunker. I make a five. I'm going to Sawgrass, and it was, it was. The most pressure that I, I mean, for an all-expenses-paid trip to Sawgrass for yeah, two days, yeah, yeah. Uh, was as much pressure as I. How much were you under. thinking about it when you played the hole? Did right. it ever Did it ever cross your mind? No. The only thing that the only thing that crossed my mind was was finding a way. I just was going to find a way, and I think I heard about the putt you made on sixteen. Well, I actually can relate to that because that's when we talk about when we get around to talking about that four-hole playoff. That yeah, I can. What you were talking about is. Exactly what I was feeling. Yeah. You have to tune it out. Yeah. But. And, and, but let's, I mean, I've watched it. So, so you know, he played in a four hole playoff and all the golf carts, we probably had yeah, 50, yeah. A, like a armada of golf carts. That's actually on a boat turn. But we had a, just a caravan of golf carts running around watching this playoff and it was intense. It was for the club championship. Oh, you're talking about, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, we yeah. haven't had, I've never seen in my time a playoff. I'm sure we've probably had one. Been a long time. Since two guys finished on the same exact number. Uh, all the years I've been there, never. So 15 plus years. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the pro said I think they had one, I believe. That he remembered. That he remembers, and he's been there, I don't know. A long time. Been, yeah, yeah, he's been there a while, so. And so, we're, we're watching this, and the fourth playoff hole is 18 again. And conventional wisdom, he's, the, he's out. And conventional wisdom on this shot would probably be to take it a little right of the pin, and which is a safer thing to do. 
I don't know whether you meant to. Never asked you. I'll ask you now. You took dead aim. The ball came dead straight at the pin. First of all, let's talk about what my heart rate was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, che- I actually checked my own pulse, and it had to have been over a hundred. And I was playing golf. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've never been so nervous in my life. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. Just get, just rattles me. Yeah. Just to think about it. Because it mattered. Yeah. I didn't actually even think about like the risk reward situation yeah. I was in. I almost I was actually aiming a little right and it actually went straight at it, which was like, okay, yeah, that works too. You know, sometimes when you hit yeah. a shot, you're yeah. like, well, it actually, you actually mentioned it earlier. Sometimes you, yep. you hit a little bit bad, and it turns out okay. Yep, might have been that situation, but and I um, think that when you when that shot was hit, it put uh, and we you know Jeff's not here to to recount his end of it, yeah. but. I think he now, uh, he feels he's got to hit a pretty good shot. And, and he hits it just a hair deep, just a hair long into the, into the back behind the green. And, and now he's in a position again where he needs to try to get up and down. And, and, and he, you finished the job and you found a way. At any time during that, I never thought about this. Yeah. The outcome. Right, because you, yeah. you talked about, uh, well, you played that, that playoff hole for the, the Sawgrass trip. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you end up going to Sawgrass? I did. Let me tell you a little bit. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this. <laughs> okay. Let me finish this. So, sort of the same story. mindset, though, uh, is that light switch. I never really thought about the end result. Yeah. And I know that's kind of cliche. People are like, oh, one shot at a time. It's not what I was thinking. It was just, I felt alone. Yeah. But I felt I had to execute. Yeah. But I wasn't really thinking about this yet. Right. Because I had the outcome. You, 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 yeah. Because if you do, I feel like that can distract you a little bit you're so, of what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right? You should have those distractions in your mind. And if you if we if we talked about and you asked me the question, was part of this process, part of it is trying to get better at tuning those things out. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's good. Yeah. It's like the blinders go up. Mm. Yeah. People were trying to talk to me, but I ignored them. I'm trying to give you the <laughs> And I think about it, people were like, results. yeah, and, you know, people were coming up, hey, hey, you know, and I completely didn't look at them or make eye contact with most people because I felt like... You're in the zone. <laughs> I guess you could call it that, but when I've been in the zone before and it, I've, it's never felt the same. Huh. So it's a different kind of feeling. It's a truly feel alone. You do, and you have to say, okay, I'm only out here, there's, it's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's around me cheering with the carts, and there's there's probably a hundred people who stayed to watch this, and uh, I didn't even know how. I thought maybe there was probably twenty people there. Come to find out, it was a hundred over a hundred people. Yeah. I didn't know that, and so when people come up to me and say, "Yeah, I stayed and watched," yes, I stayed and watched. Um, hmm. It's kind of moving when I, when people come up to me and say, "They," yeah. I'm like, "You were there?" Yeah, I was there. Don't remember. I blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just I don't know what happened. I'll I'll tell you this. My mind, my mind with Tony was interesting because I saw him after the second round and going to the third round, and Mm. uh, and I had to I had to play a little. I love music as it relates to life, and uh, Mm -hmm. and I may not cue it up now because I probably screwed up. But I played a little Drake back to back. Right, you got to go back to back. Like you got to hit him with the repeat. Right? I think I played that one actually. Future it sucks. I hit him with a repeat. Like that. That mindset of the process, though, yeah. is is what Jordan had. It's what all the greats had, which is mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna do the next thing and drive towards towards the best possible outcome. But I'm never 
I'm never so when Jordan would win a win a championship, mm-hmm. he they'd win the second one. He'd put up three. He's on to the next already. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he'd achieved it, to your point, the mm-hmm. the, the the love of the process mm-hmm. and the journey, mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that we're getting back at it. Mm-hmm. That we're not we're not complacent. So the two things that you're hitting on that are, I mean, it's translated to all things that matter. Whether it's, I just got a text, and I'm going to recount it, because I stopped at Overlake Hospital on, uh, on Sunday, and we prayed um, for, for this gal. And, uh, and I couldn't get in to the hospital, but our, our family had a chance to call and talk to her husband, and they had a caretaker because of COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I just got a text, Sweet Mary's coming home today. Hmm. And, like, there's going to be times that the same exact focus and we don't know we don't know what it's going to be is it going to be COVID hits and you go holy crap mm-hmm. but if you're not ready that's what you already mm-hmm. talked about I've already put myself in multitudes of situations that were yes. that were that would challenge me impress me and push yeah. me to that degree where I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to have that to draw on um, it's very hard to be successful you know they say get comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know we hear that right yeah mm-hmm. Be, be comfortable because even when I was working, I was uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're doing a job that's stressful like that, because you have to be on top, you have to be 100%. You can't be 99%. You have to be 100% at all times, and that's very hard. That's takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. So and I guess I guess I guess I apply yeah. some of that stuff now into until how I play and and in, in life in general with my family. Um, but yeah, so but, I, I, but being uncomfortable is, you, know, you just got to be okay with that. Um, yeah, and then trust, trust what you're doing. So I know we got to wrap up the the one. So I get the yeah. sawgrass. Yeah, and this is this is that idea of what's next. I get the sawgrass. I get this guy named Tommy Murray. He's yeah. my caddy. He okay. happens to be the best guy in the bag room. He's like okay. a plus something. Okay. I think six, but I can't remember for sure. He tried to qualify for a bunch of things mm-hmm. um, and had never made a PGA Tour event. Mm-hmm. So I cannot catch this guy to save my life from USC. USC champion uh, in 85. He two putts every stinking green, just steady, steady, steady. The other, there's another guy who there's handicapped they were unsure of whether or not they're going to. I finished third. And so Tommy on Monday there's 18 of us that qualified in our flight for Sawgrass, mm-hmm. and I finished third. And uh, gets me in the final group. It was a lot of fun. But Tommy was playing on Monday mm-hmm. with his brother looping for him mm-hmm. in Georgia for a Sea Island qualifier. Mm-hmm. And all the, the top four get in. And I said, Tommy, why don't you go hit him with a repeat? Go get three. I said, go get third. Yeah. We're watching it on the U.S. Georgia website. He then comes in, the, then the storm comes in, he mm-hmm. shoots, I want to say a 72 or something, one under, or mm-hmm. uh, 71, one under, mm-hmm. and all these guys are coming in, and he is stinking tied. There's two guys lower that are yeah. already in the clubhouse, and yeah. nobody, like Lee Janser and all these guys yeah, yeah. are coming in, and mm-hmm. Tommy's still staying where he's at, we're watching it hole by hole. Holy crap, he's going to be in a playoff. Mm-hmm. So Tommy goes into a playoff, three guys for two spots to go to Sea Island. They all part of the first hole. The second hole, he birdies the par three for a two 
and he's in, he's in. and he finishes third. And I call him 30 <laughs> minutes later. I call him 30 minutes later and he's in a bar already with his brother. And he's, he's, like, he's like, where we made it. We, you know, and, and he went two rounds. He didn't make it to Saturday. He shot a 76, 77 or something. He didn't, he didn't make the cut. But I'll tell you what, and he's never played in a PGA Tour event since, but he will never forget mm. that experience. And was it this light? There was a switch. It, but it was Maybe the it was ability switch. for us both to go, he goes, man, this has been, and, T- and Tony and I yeah. have had such a great relationship because we, we are on the same wavelength yeah, 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 definitely. in the way we think. Definitely. And so, you know, sometimes when I'll post something, he will uh, he'll tell me the only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> which is that same idea about what's next and so when we were kids I remember yeah. they used to tell us keep your head up yeah. keep your head up and how many years in a row yeah. did, did Tony keep his head up and and he kept his head up long enough that he, he got a chance to do it again actually the I watched a little bit of that uh, Discovery Channel um, where they did the the Buds the Navy SEAL training mm-hmm. the Discovery Channel did a series on that yeah uh, and I've watched it probably 20 times huh because every time I watch it, I get something from it. I get something that's going in their mind, what they're thinking. It's all mental. It's not physical. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Have you seen it? I haven't I, seen it's that. It's called Class 234. Uh, okay. Bud's Class 234. It was on the Discovery Channel. Um, it's It was like released on uh, VHS. It's, but uh, I think it was right after, um, I think, the coal situation. So. But uh, it's anyway, so you watch it, it follows them all the way through, and that's kind of where I get my little. Um, actually, we used that quote when I was in the fire academy. We used the only easy day was yesterday. Um, that was on our flag from my uh, fire academy. We actually cool. used that. But that, that's where I drew all that, all that uh, motivation from was watching that night. You should check it out. It's actually pretty good to see what these mindset is. Yeah. On, you talk about a process. Yeah. It's not physical, it's mental. Most yeah. of it's mental. Hmm. You, know, you, you get of, that little bug in your head that tells you to quit. Yeah. You're going to quit. You heard of David Goggins, I'm sure. A little oh, bit. yeah, oh, yeah. Goggins is great. Um, so I did the Goggins Challenge. Have you heard of it? Yeah, actually, you, I, I remember you talking Crazy. about that. Yeah. So, you, yeah, his mindset's the same and, thing. You know, you know B-Low was talking to me. He's a member of our club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking to me about climbing Mount Rainier. He said, you're amazed. He goes, some of the strongest people, there's two checkpoints, I think, when you climb Mount Rainier, where they evaluate how you're doing, da, 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 mm-hmm. and you can tap out. Hmm. And he said, you'd be amazed. Some of the, 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 these old, older ladies who don't look like much, I mean, or older guys who don't look like much, they, <laughs> they, they, they go to the checkpoint, and then they go on and on and on, and some of the best shape, people who are in the best shape, What's because it's so mental. Huh. And he goes, I couldn't believe, he goes, and and he's not the most, like, you know, even the way he walks sometimes, it's like, he's not, the, but he just can put one foot, you know, and he used, he used, he's got a military background, and I think he yeah. spent four yeah. years or something, yeah. or maybe eight, and, but that mindset of keep moving, keep moving, you know, mm-hmm. and not only the easy day was yesterday, that's what I keep, that's what I think about with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's Again, awesome. it goes back to that, uh, being comfortable. When you're in an uncomfortable situation, so yeah. voluntary suffering, and, you know, is a yeah. word we use a lot. Like, like mm-hmm. I believe massively in what you're talking about, and mm-hmm. it's like put yourself in voluntary suffer, 
you know, and that's what the black training does. You have to. And it goes back to what I said earlier about how a lot of a lot of members wouldn't play in a big event like this because they just wouldn't want to be exposed to it. They yeah. didn't want to they didn't want to go play golf and feel uncomfortable. Hmm. And I'm like, well isn't that kind of what we do, the competitive part. Because it's it. as tough as the conditions ever get, really. Yes, exactly. You know, it's and all the way back. It's exactly. tough conditions. Mm -hmm. It's tournament. It's his tournament golf. It's a lot better now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to brag at all, but this was the best field we had since I've been there in 15 years. Yeah. You know, hmm. yeah. best, strongest field we've had in 15 years. Yeah. Easily. And, and, uh, and, and yeah. you know, it, I didn't look at it that way though. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to play my best. <laughs> yeah. But I had a, I had a, I had a mindset and a plan, and so I stuck to it. And I'm not going to say one shot at a time because I don't like that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cliche. I don't like that. It's, it's not even close to that. It's something else. It's but the putt you made on 16. I mean, he made a putt that everybody who's in that group. Says Brian was in that group. Oh yeah, I yeah, got, yeah. I got. I, yeah, I they, heard about the round. I mean. It just went in. Looking back, uh, when I look back and, and I look at this, I think about one one putt and that was it. The putt on sixteen. And I <laughs> wish it could have been televised. I yeah. wish it was on TV. Yeah. I wish everybody I wish someone would have done a video of this putt because it was it wouldn't have gone for in. what the pr I know. <laughs> That's why <it> exactly <laughs> she's already would have gone in. Uh, I would have missed it for sure. That's uh, funny. But it was one of those things where I told myself it had to go in or I was gonna lose. Because yeah. I already, cause, because uh, Frankie had the leaderboard and was yeah. driving around with the golf cart. And I had already known that. Exactly. Uh, I already known where Olsen was. That kind of goes to uh, do people look at leaderboards? Most definitely. I think it's important to look at a leaderboard if yeah. you have one. Yeah. And so they would drive around with this this uh, dry erase board. And yeah. they give you like a little leaderboard in the back of the golf cart, which I think is great. Because when awesome. I walked up to 16 green, I knew that we I, he was one ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, no, he would, we were tied. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But looking back at it, it, it's definitely, that's the, that's the pivotal, pivotal thing right Okay, so let's close the story with, yeah, yeah. I got to hear the end. So what happens? You, you make the putt at the end. Okay, so, so, so let's like go back a little bit. trophy right away or something? Yeah, so I'm, How does I'm, this work? well, I actually missed the putt on 18 in regulation by like this much. <laughs> like the, the ball almost went in the hole. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. to find out that was to win. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that. So I was like, and I, I had a feeling it was important that I two putted. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I tapped it in. I was told when I walked over to turn in my scorecard um, that there was a playoff. Oh man. And so Gove said we were going to go 10, 18, 10, 18, however long, long takes. this takes. So par 10, we both par 18, we both par 10. We're going into a fourth one, and we already heard the story of kind of how that ended up. But um, so you said you'd had everyone zoned out. So at what point did everything come back into focus? I think after I tapped in to win, hmm. I, I I started crying a little bit, naturally, right? And yeah. You get a little emotional. Yeah. Because yeah. then you take in the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Right. You take it all in. You're like, did that just happen? That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. felt alone, but I, but at the end, everybody was there, yeah. which is a cool feeling, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you you say kind of in the zone. Yeah. That's good. I don't even like think of it as like the zone, though. Like I mentioned, it's just mm -hmm. it's just a different feeling. Like yeah. I was I was yeah. actually alone. There was nobody there, right? That yeah. kind of feeling. That's where you have to be in the moment. But 
And it's a situation. I remember doing so, Brian and Lindsay's wedding, mm-hmm. and I I hated it. I hated the idea. They asked me to marry them. I went online. I got certified. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And a couple hundred people. Some some famous. You know, some couple major leaguers. A guy who played pro ball. Like, you know, basketball. Like I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that was a lot like that. Remember, I did seven walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. I shut down the world for like three days. Adrian and them, we all helped us design the uh, the order of service. I mean, we had a plan, we had we had a process, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it was awfully lonely. And and then mm-hmm. when it was yeah. done, yeah. because we put in the work and we put in the plan and we all those things, yeah. this these old ladies, old guys and ladies are coming up to us. They're me going. That was one of the best weddings I've ever been there a part of, and I'm like, thank God for Jesus, because <laughs> I just I just showed up and yeah. stayed present, yep. and yep. and really just like you said, I walked it through seven times. My mm-hmm. kids were fake yeah, bride yeah. and groom, yeah. and Lindsay gave the, you know all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when it was done, it was like it was like yeah, <laughs> it was like this like sense of relief almost. Just that reward. Yeah, but. I mean that idea of feeling alone though I think we see that a lot in leadership and you say that a lot like leadership is hard and lonely yeah and you have to make decisions a lot of times by yourself so how do you get comfortable with being Being zoned in being on being alone but being confident in your abilities to be able to make those decisions so that even though you're alone you're not just Mm -hmm. winging it Right, and you're executing on a process. Right. Yeah, and, again, it, yeah, which is what you talked well, about on 18. You well, we look back at like yeah. you know when I was in, in the fire service, it's training. You train every day. Mm. So it's just a process. It's train every day. Um, the the are perishable skills that you need to practice a lot, not just for you know your safety. But the safety of you know you mentioned that earlier the people beside you yeah. you gotta watch you gotta you gotta watch them too yeah. And, and, yeah. and so um, again it, it applies to this too and that's what I love about this game uh, it's just the best continue I know I know I, perishable skills yeah and I really you mentioned earlier fun. how how golf is great and, and it brings people together and that's so true so true how it, it brings is. people how it's been ever since I took this up this game it's just been so magical the people I've met hmm. uh, the networks I've created yeah. and, and uh, I mean here we are yeah. doing yeah. this yeah. right and, and this is part of it yeah you know and it's just wonderful and I think it's great and I think a lot of people miss out on that part it is the greatest game uh, I, when I was a kid I was 20 I should say mm-hmm. I they told me you should know what your priorities are and uh, put them down and write them down somewhere so you can see them consistently. Mm-hmm. I wish they were. They used to sit in this office. They made us yeah. clean it up and be put all this sentimental stuff in different <laughs> places. But we'll bring it back soon enough. Not all of it. You have a board. I got a little bit. <laughs> but but I, I, my priorities, and I put it underlined, mm-hmm. and it was number one, family and friends. Number two, school or work. I was in community college at the time, taking 10 credits, passing five, barely. And then number three, yeah, exactly. Number three, golf and those are my priorities and and it's crazy as you mentioned the same thing to go family comes first yeah and and some what's that little sign we got that says uh we bring you this marriage to interrupt golf or i mean that's where i'm going right <laughs> that's the other, that's the other way around that's, or whatever we bring you golf to interrupt this marriage yeah 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 my so, wife would like that one actually. yeah yeah i should i should i should find that but you know and that's where 
you know, that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm going to be out at, at 3 o'clock, you know, with, with some folks who uh, I haven't seen in a while who are just excited to play golf and catch up. It is, mm-hmm. it is the average president plays 400 rounds of golf in a term. It doesn't matter if you're red or blue mm-hmm. or whatever. The color of green, golf, mm-hmm. they play on average 400 rounds per turn. Mm-hmm. And it because a lot of of really positive interactions can occur in a space, like you said, like a golf course. When I think about the people I'm surrounded by now, it's, it's all related to the game. Yeah. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Just to think that yeah. a game can bring people together. Totally. But again, how do we feel when we're there? We're alone, and then we have people around us, too. Mm-hmm. And that's when you say, this feels good that I'm around these people. Mm-hmm. As I always say, the circle of trust. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you, know, you have those people around you. It's... it's uh, yeah. Great. I'm in a 36 awesome. person, you know, gamble sand yeah. deal next to all that stuff where you get, yeah, especially yeah. when you travel and play. Yeah. And they, Tony plays all over the place. Three, three <laughs> rounds, three rounds. I only get so many golf trips here, so and I have question. to be very selective on my golf That's travel. Awesome. So, the last question I have, and Adrian will I get the final, final word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top three favorite golf courses. Top three favorite of all time. That I've played. That I've played. played. That played. played. Well, I, played. Believe it or not, I haven't played any golf on the East Coast. Okay. So no Pinehurst, no A ton of golf on the West Coast. Uh, so I can really only uh, kind of measure the, the places on the West Coast. Um, uh, the top three. I would a, say, can I start at number three? I got a Pinehurst yeah. trip maybe. Okay, so let's start at I number three. All right, so number yeah. three, uh, Monterey Peninsula Country Club, the shore course. Which yeah. is right on, uh, right on Seventeen Mile Drive. Have you been yeah. down there? Beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of have to say that uh, Inglewood would have to be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say Inglewood uh, is, is on its own. Island. Okay, so the Inglewood is not in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Inglewood's not. Okay, we don't have to count Inglewood because <laughs> that is hollowed ground. Uh, I was actually fortunate ground. to play uh, San Francisco Golf Club. Wow. Um, and, yeah. and um, number one would be the preserve, which is in Carmel Valley. Hmm. Look it up. It's heaven oh. on earth. It's, it's Fazio. So if you played Aldera? Yeah. So it's, it's a Fazio. Now the argument is, is that Aldera or preserve better? Preserve better. Sorry. Sorry, Aldera people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love Aldera. Don't get me wrong. I love Aldera. But if you gas me. The reserve yeah. is way better. And Fazio did a way better job at that property than he did Aldera. But they're two different golf courses. One's, one's green, one's more of, you know, you're kind of in the valley. So we have a guy. Get a chance to take a look at it. We have a guy on our team who's not here with us, but uh, his name's Jeff Moores. He's our vice president of client engagement. And I love the process. And he was at, him and his dad were at Tiger's first win in Medina. Wow. In 99. I mean, just a, it's so it's his dad and mom flew out here. Just his mom just walked the course at Inglewood, mm-hmm. and his, and and we played golf, and and now he's on our team. Just to your point of like how much yeah, golf, exactly. you know, brings everything so, together. So good. Say so you so get the last word like usual. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Do you have any last things? If you have one thing you could share with our audience. I what shared pretty much everything. Uh, I do want to say uh, thanks for having me. I mean, this is great. Yeah. And I actually came to John and I said, I got to go. Because I knew that, that 
I kind of follow along with what you got going on. So I, I jumped in and said, hey, I think this is something we should do. That's awesome. Uh, and so thanks yeah. for having me. It's, yeah, uh, thanks so much for being um, here. We touched on a lot of good things. It's good. For sure. It was yeah. awesome. Definitely yeah. good insight. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so thank much you. for listening to the Love of the Process podcast. You can find us on anywhere you get your podcasts, but we're also on YouTube. So if you check us out on YouTube, you'll see the video. You'll obviously get to see the trophy. And please like and subscribe our YouTube page. Thanks so much. Bye. And, and share. Let's go. And share. Let's go. Bye. Let's go.